What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back, everyone, to a special edition of FMC. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. That is Cher Delaware on my camera right. SP3 right below her. And we are joined by a very special guest today. Everyone knows how much we love the challenge on FMC. Everyone knows this is technically a wrestling channel. So what better person (laughs) to have on the show than challenge champion, challenge godfather, and the man who will be facing Matt Cardona on May 7th. It is Mark Long. Mark, how you doing, man? Crowd goes wild. (laughs) (laughs) People at my door trying to get in. It's insane. Thank you guys for having me. Um, You know what I noticed? I just came back. This is my second year in a row for WrestleMania. And I noticed this. the, The WrestleMania and wrestling community overlaps the challenge community beautifully. They're both so rep up. So from the time I entered the, uh, the, uh, stadium in los angeles to the time i got to my seat there was at least 25 groups of people like screaming challenge stuff or <laughs> so like i feel like i'm right at home in, in a wrestling uh, venue it's great yeah and i've seen you ringside at lots yes. of shows recently we ran into each other at the hotel in yes. la so i remember I-, I came off the hotel and i'm like who's this person hugging me and then i'm like, <laughs> <laughs> And it's did you have a fun weekend? Yes, I did. Yeah. And it's funny because you fit in so well with the wrestlers as well. You're so beefed up and you just you look right at home walking around with let's them. let's put the caveat. I fit in with the WWE talent. The NXT talent comes up to my chest. <laughs> They're a little smaller. Well, well, you have kind of adopted Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller oh. is like like a little brother to you. And now. listen, I say that with the most utmost ex- uh, respect because with the NXT guys, some of them lack in like big old school WWE size. They make up for in skill. These guys, the NXT stand and deliver show um, that these guys did was and girls were so it was so great. It was one of my favorite uh, events of the whole weekend. Um, they're not huge guys, obviously. Some of them are, but these guys can wrestle their ass off, and these ladies just do insane stuff. So my hat always goes off to them. And um, you know, I'm just an idiot older guy that's so used to those, you know, Hulk Hogan style people and the, you know, the the Brock Lesnar's. Um, but I mean, in terms of talent, those guys can run and women can run circles around me in that wrestling ring. But Grayson, yes. Funny thing about Grayson is we do a charity every year called Give Kids the World. And I met Grayson there and someone came up to me and was like, because I didn't know, I didn't watch NXT at, at that moment. Someone said, 
oh, that's Grayson. He's an NXT guy. He loves the challenge. So I was like, oh, this guy's going to be great. So we befriended each other there. I then started following him on NXT, became a huge NXT fan. And uh, we've actually become really good friends. Um, he lives in the, the town that I live in. The PC is literally a couple miles from me. But I love going to see those guys and girls compete. Um, I remember Rhea. I used to live in Rhea's neighborhood. I used to see her walking her dog all the time. So it's funny how this community is so filled with with wrestlers. I saw Kevin Owens at fucking CBS uh, just shopping. Um, so it's like I see so many people here now. Gunther, I seen at the grocery store. I mean, it's insane, but um, it's definitely cool to have Grayson have my back just like I have his back, man. I'm his number one fan, and I think uh, I can say the same for him. Well, you were cornering, or you part of the entrance for Grayson Waller last year at spring break-in. We got spring break-in coming up this year. Grayson Waller again challenging for the title. I, I'm going to ask for a scoop here. Are we going to see Mark Long at spring break-in <laughs> one year later? beside Grayson Waller. So look, if I'm being honest, it would be awesome. It would be great, right? Not to quote The Miz, but it would be awesome. <laughs> um, I will not be at spring break in this year. Not because I don't want to go or because they don't want me there. I will be down at my parents' house on a much needed visit to them. So I just will physically not be in town. So as much as I'd love to be there um, and support him, I'll be there at the next one because then you never know the draft's coming up. Maybe Grayson gets drafted somewhere else. I don't know. He won't, he'd never tell me, but I keep <laughs> telling him, I keep telling him, dude, there's nowhere you, there's no other place for you to go after that match, especially if he loses than WWE. I mean, what are they going to keep doing? Him? You know, he tries for the belt. He loses. So like, He's such a big star now. I feel like he does carry a lot of that NXT weight. Um, he's such a huge um, person and personality on the microphone. I think they'll, you know, whenever he makes his way up to WWE, which will be sooner than later, I hope, um, they're going to have to fill that void because he was just such a, he is such a great heel. I've been to many shows there. The crowd, the crowd now, you've seen this with The Miz too. When you're such a good heel, and you guys know this, the people that booed for you all those days now kind of cheer for you as well. So like he kind of gets that reception and, and I've talked to him privately. He's like, I fucking hate when they cheer me. Like, I hate it. He goes, in fact, if they're holding Grayson Waller's sign, I'm going to go grab it and rip it in half. He's like, I, I want to just be healed all the time, which I thought, wow, this guy's in character like 24 seven. Um, I was at, I was at like a Bennigan's with him one time after a house show, a coconut show down in, in uh, Fort Pierce. And some little kid that was at the show, he was, the kid was probably 10 and Grayson just went in on him and his dad because they were trying to like be funny toward him. But Grayson was like, oh, just you would think he was yelling at a, a little boy. I mean, at, at a man, but it was a little boy. Like he was in character. And this kid, he finally took a picture with the kid because that's how Grayson is. But like when he's out, man, he's Grayson Waller. It's hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we do have to thank you for the push for all stars. Oh, you're welcome. I was at the challenge mania in Chicago in 2019 when you were there and you called the producers and we were all yelling that we yeah, yeah, yeah. all stars. I got a video of us member. Yes. <laughs> and we review all stars on our show here. Like we love all stars and that was, 
such a happy moment for us seeing people come back from all of our childhoods that we didn't get to see in so long. So we love it. And I think, I think that's kind of the special sauce of what it is, is seeing that random person show up that you haven't seen in 10, 15 years. And, um, you know, they haven't announced it officially, but allegedly, allegedly season four is going to be fucking awesome. Um, if the spoilers are correct, people are coming back that haven't been on forever. Uh, a certain female hasn't been on in a while that people are loving to come back. We'll see if that is true or not. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but it's just, I think the reason why people gravitated to that so much is because it's kind of like if they started re-airing like Beverly Hills 90210, the original like, on at 8 p.m. on a Friday, like I'd be all in on that because it makes me feel good when I watch it. Like yes. it, that time of your life was just so cool and, you know, we didn't have so much social media or, you know, political shit going on. It just, I remember coming home, sitting on the, the living room floor with my brother and watching 90210. And I thought that was like the greatest, coolest thing. So like, I wanted to get that same kind of feeling um, from an all-stars, especially with the music. We use a lot of the music from the nineties too. So I was super happy um, when it got picked up and now, you know, going into our fourth season, um, the fans seem to love it. We're up for uh, some nominations this year at the uh, American Reality TV Awards, um, which is crazy because All Stars is like all over it, and the franchise is not on it at all. I don't know what happened. So I don't know. If it was like a, I don't know. know if it was like All Star <laughs> frenzy voting, but it, it is this. I've I've heard this from a lot of people. All Stars is a refreshing new breath of fresh air for the fans. So, which I like. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> we absolutely love all stars but you you know being there and being you know seeing how everything is done like what do you think is like the biggest difference for the people on the show being on there in comparison to you know the regular challenge season on mtv you know and, and we actually talk about that a lot of the cast members when we're down there um because we're all a little older and I guess we've been there and done that, you know, we're, we're not necessarily concerned so much about creating moments to get Instagram followers or to just be not your authentic self. I think what you see in all stars is what you get. Um, none of us even talk about social media when we're down there or like how many people, you, you know, all that bullshit. So like, I think, you know, and trust me, there's there's moms and dads that are down there competing. So they have bigger things to worry about than how many followers they have on Instagram. So I think you get a lot of true, um, authentic characters that you guys have loved. And the, I say character loosely because they're just being themselves. But um, what I find for me um, that's the most rewarding for me is a lot of those cast members, especially season one and season two, they they were kind of like in a rut in their life. Like it was kind of like, you know, same old, same old. And um, they just said how much it reinvigorated their life and their happiness and their better dads or better moms or more fun or more positive. So when I hear stuff like that, being a part of, you know, launching it in the first place, that's the stuff that stands out to me is giving these, these, you know, huge characters that were once all over TV, a second chance at being, you know, being fun, you know, having a chance to just be, you know, let their hair down, not have to be a mom for a few weeks or, I mean, they still are, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that's the most <laughs> important for me. 
how much pride do you take in i mean the challenge is literally a worldwide phenomenon now we got australia we got uk now we have the world championships going on you're the godfather of all of this like how much pride do you take in like from what it started where it was kind of like carnival games almost on mtv (laughs) and now it is a legit like physical some people call it like the fifth sport right all worldwide well it was i mean if you remember you know i i always say like how it's different someone's asked me how it's different and this is like the perfect analogy it's like you know if you watch an episode now you see the fires or the you know the you know, you're jumping off of, you know, 30 story buildings or driving race cars. I'm like, the difference is, you know, rewind 20 years. I was sitting in a speedo on a dugout, you know, roller coaster on ice with my hands above my head. And if my elbows past my ears, you were out like that. Was, that's the level of growth that this show has, has gone from. Um, but back then they were whether we were doing that or jumping off buildings, we were just as competitive back then as we are now, um, especially even more now with the, t- the the prize money going up. But just in terms of the evolution of a show like that, that, you know, I had started, you know, I did my first challenge in the late 90s and it was just the production was even still trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even like this well-oiled machine like it is now. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Um, I actually hosted a challenge with Eric Nice, Battle of the Seasons. I remember. And hit by that huge hurricane and half of our sets and our games got kind of wiped out. And there's an episode, there's an episode if you watch, if you go back after the storm, we basically put like these beach blow up beach uh like floaties in the pool and we kind of played like a uh musical chairs thing like we had one less every time so the people would walk around the pool jump in and try to screw you like i remember eric and i coming up with that game with the producers the night before because we had nothing to, like all of our sets were I'm like why don't we just do that we have a pool but like it was just not to say that it was more more organic but it was just it was just fucking real you know, it was like a real, real, like we didn't have these huge stunt coordinators like we have now, but um, it, it's, I think the evolution has been great. Um, I love all of the spinoffs and, and, and whatnot. I love that, you know, John A has come back and was, was once a layup and now is a badass. Um, yes. yes is back who you haven't seen in a while. He's always great for TV. Um, we had West crossover last time and enter the jungle of, of all stars, which he loved. Um, so it's just, it's a, it's a nice progression, I think. And I was actually talking to Derek about this the other day. It's like, 
you know, season 40 is coming up, right? So what do you do for season 40? You know, I'm like, what, what could they possibly do? Um, so we're, we're just as anxious and as excited as the fans because we don't know what they're going to do. But hopefully it's, it's epic and, and something that the fans will rally around. I mean, I'm still thinking, you know, my own, you know, self-serving uh, opinions want it to be like a true old school versus the new school. Um, take some of those real high profile all-stars and have them go against the, the younger MTV slash international group. Who knows what will happen though? Because every time I guess something's going to happen, it's the opposite. So I don't even want to say anything, but we'll see what happens. I still train every day. Like I'm going to get the call. So I'm ready. <laughs> yes. Always ready. Right. Always ready. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to ask you because you you brought up John Nay and how she's had like this resurgence and right now with the World Championship, someone else from All Stars who's really the, been the MVP of the World Champion for me is Kelly Ann and you know you've had people like Melissa who changed her whole trajectory of her challenge career. If there was one person that hasn't been on All Stars that you would like to see come back for maybe a future season and can have that same kind of like resurgence or totally change their the view of their challenge career who would it be you know i um i'm actually doing an appearance finally with landon uh june 10th in denver so i'll be with landon in denver june 10th and i I mean honestly i don't think we could change the trajectory of landon unless he just really shits the bed and it's terrible right so i don't think that would be a, a true trajectory uh bump but um you know, I'm still like, I'd still like to see like an Eric Nice come back because he's just such an iconic figure. Or even Timmy Baggy was always great from the Ooh. second road rules or uh, a Susie, Susie and Sarah, I think. Um, you know, I still, I still chat with um, Ashley Mitchell, who's gone away for a little while. I, I, I'd love for her to come back on our show. Um, Jenna, who just had her second baby. I think Jenna would be great and the all-star fans would love it. In fact, Zach even reached out and was like, Hey, is it, is it as fun as it looks? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many names that, that I think have heard through the grapevine that it is so much fun, you know, a particular person, female, um, that hopefully we'll see next year or this year reached out to me after and was like, this is the most fun I ever had. This is like, I'm all in now on all stars. I don't even want to look at the other, you know, like just, so when I hear that, it makes me feel good. And even, do you remember all stars one when Arissa went home all pissed off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Arissa after the dust settled and she saw how it all played out, even she reached out to me and was like, man, I was really pissed at that moment. But looking back, I was so glad I did it because it just brought her out of her shell and, and and she now like I think she rents uh a side little house from Trishelle in New Orleans. I, it's just crazy shit. Wow. So um I'm glad when some of those people come. Tina's back, Tina's love and life. Um, you know, hopefully Rachel will be back at some point. Um, she's really getting the itch again. But it's just it's fun to hear through the grapevine of how much fun people have when they go do it. Because yeah, it's still, it's still very competitive, but I don't think we're as, as nasty in terms of 
ornery and mean-spirited as some of the franchise players will be, which is always nice. Yes. And you guys are all at a different stage in your life than the people that are in their early 20s just coming onto the show. So having the house where you guys are all more, you know, at the same level than the people that are still partying constantly and or looking for fights, looking for fights or looking for something to just be involved in to stand out. You know, when we're off, like we have one day clearly off a week on all stars to do like, it's your day. They'll bring in a barbecue. They'll bring us a bunch of food. So, I mean, some of the funnest times were just those days because none of us really talked game. We just were enjoying each other's companies. Um, Jordan was like a master on the grill. Like he was, you know, and so like, even if you had beef with like someone during the week, those week, those days off were just like, everything was put in the back burner. We're playing flip cup and you know, all this crazy stuff. So it was, uh, those are the moments that I, I would, uh, for instance, sorry, I keep going for instance. You, know, you see the parties that we have on all stars. Yeah. Those yeah. are like true, real fun parties that we all get into and miss. And I, I, sometimes I feel like that fun is lacking on, on the franchise, which I like, it's not that they're not having fun, obviously, but the, the, the stress level is so high with the personalities they have that it's hard to just totally relax while you're there. I still, I mean, I don't even know how I react now on, on the franchise show. I, I'd love to give it a shot, but I mean, I don't know if it would be the best time I've had or the worst time. I don't know. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all, all stars. All stars definitely seems way more laid back environment and it's just more cutthroat with the actual franchise stuff. And it is because like you were saying, a lot of people coming in there, it's like, Oh, let me make a moment. Let me get, reality famous and then right. this may turn into to something else and that's why i think a lot of us do enjoy all-stars like it's kind of just more about the competition back sort of how it was a little bit back in the day but you guys notice do you notice how much more how much more fun tj has on all-stars yeah. it does seem like, like, <laughs> like i told him when i first showed up that first day on all-stars one which was a kind of a cool moment for me he was like hey man thanks for getting this going it's like this is fucking cool and I've always remembered that. And I always thought that was pretty cool. What yeah. did you make of the uh, Champs First Pros series? Because we had some some wrestling crossover there. I, and I, that was where you could use your phone and everything. What did you make yeah, of that series? I, I just, I guess I didn't get it because they like stayed at a hotel and like they could yeah. do like, it yeah. was a little mishmashy for me rather than yeah. a true challenge, you know? I mean, did I love the CT uh Argument with Pharrell uh, Owens. Owens. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best. But it was a little, you know what it was? It was a little mishmashy for me. I guess that's the perfect term. It wasn't. I wasn't totally sold on it. You know. That yeah, the the CT moment is the number one thing that I remember from all the best. Of those it was the best. I wish they would have. I wish they would have fought. It would have been, been great. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only way we're getting the Miz back in the challenge because you know for years everybody's clamoring for the Miz to return. Now, of course, big WWE superstar, but yeah. he will host the shows, he will host the reunions. I don't know if he's ever gonna do a challenge. Can you get him? Can you talk him into an all-star season? Well, we gotta get the Miz for one run. I, I can't talk him into anything. It's just his <laughs> WWE contract would never let him leave for six weeks to go shoot all-stars. Never. No. He couldn't even like. He couldn't even host All-Stars because he would have to be there the whole time. If 
if anything, the Miz could come in and maybe guest host one episode or maybe come in as like, what would be great, this is me just playing like mega producer here, which would be great is if Miz came in one episode and was like the, uh, the uh, what do they call them? The Like the, the enforcer? What do they call oh, them? Oh, yeah. Coming in for mercenary help the, the house would just shit themselves because it would be such an awesome moment. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like those kind of moments, if I had carte blanche to do this, like how I would do it, like I, I have a Ms. Mercenary moment. I'd pay him a million dollars to come in because that would be <laughs> all over. That would be on ESPN. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. It would be huge. But, uh, I think what the producers are doing now with all stars, I think for, from what I've heard, allegedly, um, I think it's a little more fun even than the others, which is going to be cool to watch. Um, I'm hoping it's out this summer. I saw, I'm like you guys, they don't tell me until they release it. So the spoilers are saying early summer. It'd be cool to come out early summer. Um, but we'll see. I think it's, uh, I think people are going to, like, again, it'll be a breath of fresh air because they're just so used to the other stuff. And yeah. what do you think about the whole, you know, expanding with, you know, you got USA that had a lot of CBS reality stars getting involved. And you also had, you know, the UK and Argentina and Australia seasons on Paramount. And now you got the world championship where I feel like the world championship is kind of bringing everything together is bringing the MTV, you know, people from the current right. era with the old school. Cause you got, you know, Johnny in there, you got Wes in there, you got Darrell in theirs but what is kind of from the outside looking in how do you feel all the you know expansion spread out of the challenge so this is this is i got asked this the other day and this is me tooting my own horn because <laughs> why not <laughs> but i feel like i said this to someone the other day and i stand by it i don't care what anyone says you know we launched all stars when they relaunched paramount plus it was one of the flagship shows to relaunch yeah. that streaming service Huge success. I think also, I think they did a thing of the top growing businesses of 2021 and Paramount Plus was number one. So I feel like we helped in that growth. And then I also said this, everything else happened after that, right? I don't care if they were thinking about it or whatever, it doesn't matter. But so if All Stars 1 went on Paramount Plus and just totally laid an egg and no one cared about it and it was a People didn't give a shit about it. I'm not saying that the other shows wouldn't have happened. I'm just saying the success of All-Stars didn't hurt all the other shows happening. Do you know what I'm saying? It was like, I feel like even like a Challenge USA or um, a World Championship, I feel like others wouldn't be as green light fast as they had if All-Stars was a big flop. And that's just me being you know, not only a huge fan of All-Stars, but I'm just saying in terms of chronologically and seeing how the fans reacted, reacted to it. Um, and TJ said it the best. He's like, look, I don't know if it, if it launched the others, but it sure as hell didn't hurt. And that's the truth. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought up The Miz. We know that The Miz is good friends with Matt Cardona as well. Oh, yeah. So have you guys made him pick a side? Does he Cardona was in his wedding. Yeah. Does yeah. he have to pick wrestling or the challenge? Okay. This is, everyone always thinks, so I'm really good friends with Miz. I text him last, you know, Tuesday morning. 
your match on Monday night, the Miz is back. It was fucking crazy. He's like, thank you so much. So like, this is my relationship with the Miz. And I feel like he appreciates this is I've never once asked him for tickets to wrestling. So I feel like that's his thing. And, you know, that's like, if I owned a restaurant, he expected to come eat free every time. Like I would want that. So like, I've never once asked him for tickets. He did. He did see I was in Philly one time. He's like, Hey, if you're here, I'll leave you tickets. I was like, sure. But I've never like been like, Hey, can you get me and 12 friends into fucking WrestleMania? It's not. <laughs> um, so my relationship with him in terms of wrestling has always been, you know, I wanted to treat him not only like, of course I'm friends with him, but I wanted to be a fan just as, as much as I, I want to be a friend. So I, he knows I'm wrestling and he did a thing with, on the bump with Grayson about, about me wrestling and how he's like, have you seen Mark lately? He's fucking 250 pounds. So like he knows I'm doing it, but I never, I never like piggyback coattail the Miz right. to try to get like some wrestling, you know, acknowledgement. Right. Um, and, and I think he appreciates that. I don't even like, I haven't even sent him anything showing him. I'm, I haven't tagged him on anything. So if he's seen anything, he follows me obviously on Instagram, but if he's seen anything, he knows it's happening, but I would never want to get him involved in choosing who he thinks is going <laughs> to or, or hyping up the mat. Like, don't make him pick a side. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know who I DM with who's actually super cool to me and like really gives me advice is fucking Paul Heyman. I mean, wow. who would have thought that relationship was there, right? <laughs> um, but he's so you're like, a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? I, I, like I, Paul Heyman. I would love to. I don't DM him though. <laughs> Paul, Heyman, Paul Heyman, I DM. Um, I seen him at WrestleMania, but like, you know, I it's so funny how 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 similar the wrestlers and that wrestling fan base is to the challenge and the fan base. I mean, I was walking around and you know, Baron Corbin was like dude, Mark, let's take a picture. And I'm like, Hey, I want to get a picture too. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's because a lot of these guys and girls, they travel so much. They're probably in the hotel room all throughout the last 15 years, just watching TV and wanting to be by themselves. So why not watch us, especially when the Miz was on. So um, in terms of who I think he wants to, he probably deep down wants Matt Cardona. (laughs) Right. I would think deep down the Miz wants Matt Cardona to, crush me only because I have never claimed to be a skilled wrestler, right? Right. I didn't go to training. I didn't go through NXT, but I will say this. And I ran into Matt Cardona in the lobby of in WrestleMania or WrestleMania. And, you know, I said to him, look, I'm not an NXT size guy. I'm a, I'm a big boy, old school WWE guy. You know what I'm saying? So, he, I want to say I probably got him by an inch or two in height. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe got maybe have about ten pounds on him, but he would probably really kick my ass if I, <laughs> if I went there. Uh, he's gonna sweep the floor with me. But guess what? I have I dug into my bag of reality star uh, backups that are gonna be backing me up Ooh. on that specific day. Derek's gonna be there. Cara Maria is gonna be there. Tina's gonna be there. Um, no, oh, Cardona's screwed if Tina. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Jeremy? Oh, Cardona's screwed if Tina's there. That's oh, a wrap for him. 
Yeah, Seth DeAnder's screwed if Tina's there. <laughs> Come on. No, I think um, it's going to be a great match. I think it's we got a lot of press around it. Um, you know, uh, did I tell you my last match? You know Steve Macklin from Impact? Yeah. Yes. Champion, the world champion Impact. Yeah. That fucker in our last, last match fractured two of my ribs. And I had to go to the hospital. It was actually like, it was not kayfabe. It was for real. Um, and I remember him the next morning. He's like, how are your ribs? And I knew they were just totally messed up. And he's like, maybe you should come up and foam roll it in my hotel. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you want me to crack my ribs even more foam rolling it on your, you know, your floor. So this is how I, this is how I told people how they treat me in wrestling. We've all seen Rocky three, right? Do you remember when Hulk Hogan and them have that exhibition match? But Hulk's like, how dare this guy try to wrestle me? And he beats the shit out of Rocky. That's how they treat me. Like, how <laughs> dare does this kid come into my wrestling ring and think? So, like, I have to tell them, guys, I'm not as young as you. I may look a little younger, but these bones and my muscles are older. You know, we can fucking go at it and have a great time. But at the end of the day, I need to walk out there with no fucking broken ribs. You know what I mean? So that's that. So, but it's going to be a fun match. Um, have you guys been to a Boca Raton Championship Wrestling match? I have no. not. Guys, let me tell you, this is the, the this is the biggest comment I get backstage uh, with all the wrestlers who are all you know that they're all most are from AEW or NXT X guys or WWE Gangrel's there. Um, uh, what's his name? Brutus the Barber Beefcakes, the Commissioner. He's there every year. Um, uh, Jimmy Hart's coming again, but. It is one of the best indie shows ever because the owners, Matthew Mashler and the VP, Neil the Heel, they treat this thing like it's WrestleMania every event. So like the staging, the lighting, the audio, the, the production value, the cards, the, the, the everything that they try to do top notch is done top notch. And, and they've got catered food for the wrestlers back. And they're like, what? We have catered. We're used to getting dressed in the fucking bathroom. You know, what I mean? so like it's, it's the words got around that these guys really take it seriously and take care of everyone. And that's that's why everyone is reaching out, trying to trying to be part of the shows. But big kudos to those guys. This is going to be my fourth match with them. I don't know if you guys. Oh, I got a secret surprise for you guys. I don't know if you guys realize what happened on my last show. No, let me let me show you. Oh, yeah, he did yeah. you guys oh. see that? Yes, I'm now the BRCW All Star Champion. There you go. Look, Look, it's got my name on it and everything. That's how oh, you were. You were Matt getting Cardona, Yeah, he Cardona, crashed the party. Listen, Matt Cardona thinks he's the belt collector. Well, <laughs> this is one belt that his tan, you know, spray tanned ass isn't going to get <laughs> right here. You know. So, so we need a champion versus champion. You deserve to be the internet champion. He's held that title for for over a decade now. He's the longest champion in the business, and you you are more of an internet giant than him. So it should be title for title. You know what I you know what I said the other day? I said, look, I've never been W. I've never been. First of all, did you guys see me jump in the Miz's arm at WrestleMania last year? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, that, that's how I'm setting up this story. I said to I said to the other day. Someone was asking me about my match with Matt Cardona. I said, look, 
I've never been signed to NXT. I've never been signed to WWE. But between Matt Cardona and myself, no one has gotten a bigger pop at a fucking pay-per-view event than I did last year at WrestleMania. <laughs> so that's what I have, Matthew. I have relevance and star power. So that was uh, the great. My phone blew up like you wouldn't believe when that happened. And oh, yeah. all of it was organic. The Miz didn't even know I was going to be there. When he saw me, he said, I saw him at the hotel. He goes, when I saw you, I was walking down with Logan. I kind of broke out of character because I was thinking to myself, how the fuck did you get these seats front row at WrestleMania? <laughs> He's like, I know it wasn't for me. When, when I tell you, and I said this, you can walk into that stadium when no one was there and say, pick out the best seat in the entire arena. And that's where I was sitting. And again, I went with the BRCW crew. Matthew Mashler hooks it up. He's a huge wrestling fan. He's a baller. And uh, it was one of the greatest live wrestling shows I've ever been to because we literally, I could touch, reach out and touch every wrestler that walked by. That's how close we were to him. And the fact that The Miz jumped in my arms and then my my Twitter feed went fucking bananas um, after that. It was so cool. And like, those are the kind of things that, why people go to wrestling, those spontaneous moments that you never think are going to happen. And it was such a huge moment. Grayson came up to me afterwards, like he was watching in the box with some of the other executives. He's like, dude, you and him, when they showed you, got probably one of the biggest pops of the night. And I'm like, well, good. We deserve it. <laughs> I'm like, we deserve it. But uh, awesome time. And, and, and I got to spend some one-on-one time with The Miz after that WrestleMania in the hotel. Um, and like I said, I don't, I know Mike's wrestling and that's his thing. I never want to step on his toes. I never want to think like I'm trying to steal thunder. Like, this is just fun for me. Might might I show up on an NXT at some point with Grayson? Maybe, but I'm not trying to be, you know, week to week in, in, in WWE. That's for sure. What I want to go to another organic moment. It was a couple years ago. You were sitting front row and Sheamus is there oh. and you and Seamus are, are getting into things. Take, take me back to that. Take us back to that. And tell, that tell us what actually, happened there. That actually was the catalyst to this entire run of this wrestling with me. And I'll tell you why. So I met Matthew and Neil from BRCW. They didn't even have BRCW at the time. They went to the charity event we do every year, give kids the world here in Florida. I met them and they were like wrestling fans and we started talking about wrestling. So then two weeks after that, when Monday Night Raw came, they said, hey, we're going to come back in town. We've got front row tickets. Do you want to come? Absolutely. Why wouldn't I want it? So I went to that wrestling match with them. And the, the best was there was kind of like a lull in the match. And Sheamus was outside the ring walking. And I just, for some reason, spontaneously jumped up and just started yelling at him. And it was nothing was going on. So he noticed it. And started yelling back at me and pointing. And I had on my, my original gangster t-shirt. And we're yelling back and forth. And then WWE on Fox posted something about it on their Twitter. And then my Twitter feed went up. And then I had like, maybe it was you guys. Someone wrote an article saying, you know, it looks like Mark Long. Oh, it was you? Yes, it was me. Yes. Yeah, but you wrote, it looks like Mark Long and Sheamus are on a collision course to wrestle or something yes. like that. I wanted you in a whole brawl against Yes. yes that's what I wanted. So, so that went crazy. And then it led to, I went up there for a Friday night SmackDown in New York and did like a promo outside for Sheamus and then cut to two months later, 
I went to another show down south and Seamus was checking in at the hotel the same time I was checking. And, and like we ran each other. He's like, hey, big guy. And like, you know, of course, we're just like we started bullshitting. He came out. He came out after the show with us and went and had drinks. It was fucking great. That's awesome. But that's wrestling, man. That's the wrestling world. And that's why I love it because everything's spontaneous. I know it's entertainment, but guess what? Broken ribs ain't entertainment. I'll tell you that. That's real shit. So those guys, especially, like I said, some of those high flyers and those NXT guys and girls that just throw themselves, you know, to the wolves every match, my hat goes off to them forever because those guys are, and girls are just awesome. No, I, when I, I when I saw that, I was like, I gotta I gotta write about this because big challenge fan have carte blanche to kind of write a little bit whatever. It I was, was like, great, oh, Jeremy. Yes. It was awesome. Like that. Literally, <laughs> so then after that, we started talking, and, and Matthew was like, "I wonder if we could do. So, I wonder if I could have my own kind of organization." He's like, "Let's start researching that." So him and Neil, you know, went and did that down there. But I mean, again. Huge events down there. They 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 do it right. Uh, we have a lot of cool challenge people coming May seventh. I'm looking forward to locking horns with Matthew Cardona. Uh, randomly, another random story. When I went to S- SummerSlam in Dallas, a girl was sitting behind me on the plane, and she had an Australian accent. And I heard her say something about wrestling. I learned, turned around. I said, I said, you know Grayson Waller, and she's like. Oh my God, he's one of my mates. Blah, blah, blah. And, and it was fucking Steph Delander. Cut <laughs> to this wacky world. He's going to be trying to kill me with him May 7th. <laughs> Isn't that wild? That's how wild this story is. I don't think there's any other sport, maybe UFC, that you have these crazy stories like this or just people seeing and meeting and then have, end up having to fight them later. It's crazy. So. Uh- I feel like this this matchup can can lead to many big, you know, options for you. I know you said you would you wouldn't want to do, you know, full time maybe at WWE, but say if the opportunity presented itself for one matchup, you know, you have your history with the Miz, you have you had your altercation with Sheamus, who would you step into the ring with if you could in a WWE ring? So, I'm saying I wouldn't want to be full time. Would I do a three-week, three three or four-week episode arc like Bad Bunny or, or Johnny Knoxville last year? A thousand percent. Um, there's a few ways to do this, right? I have to get on NXT at some point, whether I'm interfering with a match with, with Grayson or sitting in and commentating something like I got to be involved there. And that's easy. That's a car ride for me. So that's that I want to push for this year. That's going to happen. But in terms of like a WWE, there's so much like there's so much that they can do with like a Miz and I because we came from that that era and that show. I don't even think we'd actually be partnered uh, as partners. I feel like it would almost be like a nemesis sort of situation. How dare how dare this guy come into my world that I've established to become such a megastar? How dare he try to tip his toe into my world of professional wrestling? So I think that would be a great angle just in itself. And again, Mike is head and shoulders uh, a better wrestler than me. He is one of the hugest superstars over there. So again, anything I do and reach out to him is with all due respect. And uh, But yeah, I'd love to lock horns with that fucker. It would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. Uh, you mentioned getting advice from, from Paul Heyman. So I got to ask, like, what advice has Paul Heyman given you? So... I'm trying to think 
it was something that I posted about. I posted something about wrestling. Um, I'm trying to think. So he said to me, hey, if you want to get some real heat off that social media tweet, why don't you tag me and I'll respond and get that going. And I actually sure as shit, I went back and changed my thing. And I think it was on Instagram. And then he, oh, he, he, he like drugged me on fucking Instagram. He's, he's like, <laughs> you know how he says, why don't you go back to the island of irrelevancy or whatever he says? He had that yeah. in his quote. He had that in his quote with me, but it like, you know, again, like you guys, it, it, it caught fire and people were loving it. And it got like thousands and thousands and thousands of views. But like, he's one of the smartest promoters ever. And he's been around for so long. And it, it you know, there's a reason why guys like that kind of last and the cream rises to the top is because he gets it. Um, he doesn't take himself too seriously, but when he's on camera, boy, he is that character a million percent. Did you guys see the interview he did where he had that little, he had that uh, promo against Conor McGregor? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking awesome. And like, none of that was even scripted, I don't think. I think he promoed that right off the top of his head. And it was the best promo ever. I'm sure Conor McGregor was like, well, I'm not going to come back with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just going to let that one be slide. But he's, uh, he's a great dude. Um, I'm trying to think. I've gone to a couple dinners with Riddle. I met uh, when Riddle surprised us at SummerSlam. We met him about two hours after at the steak place. Um, he's a cool dude. Lives here in Orlando. His roommate um, wrestles by the name of Kurt Stallion. He comes down to BRCW a lot. He just went over to Japan to do a, a run over in Japan. But there's just a lot of, again, it's like, it's like a high school, right? You you run into people that you know. It's like wrestling and challenge are a big high school, and you go to the mall and you see this one, or you go to the grocery store and you see this one. That's especially in Orlando. It's it's exactly how it is. Um, I flew with uh, what's his? Who's the wrestler that just got the uh, Finn Balor? Mm-hmm. I've flown with Finn Balor. I've flown with um, Roman Reigns. Um, you name it. It's like if you walk around Baldwin Park in Orlando long enough, you'll see some wrestlers. Fucking uh, who's the guy that plays guitar? Elias. Elias, Elias is walking around. You know, it, it's it's pretty cool. Um, and the fact that Rhea is now champ is awesome. I got a great story for you guys, and then and then I might have to wrap it up. Is that cool? Yes, this is a great story. So, so I went to Friday Night SmackDown at in LA. Then I went to Stand and Deliver that morning. Phenomenal show. Those guys hit it out of the park and girls. Um, then I went to WrestleMania both nights, and then I went to Monday Night Raw. Had great seats there too. But then I had to. I was on the red eye back to Orlando. So I had to kind of duck out a little earlier than I didn't get to see the whole Brock Lesnar beat the crap out of Cody Rhodes. So I went to the, I went to the, um, the airport and you know, it was probably 11 o'clock and I'm sitting there and I look over and I, I hear, I always from Grayson, I always trigger into Australian accents. I just feel like I got like Australian radar. So I look over and some person's there, their, their hood up and little hair coming down. And it looked like, it almost looked like a skater kid. And I'm like, oh, this, this guy must, or this girl, whoever it is, must be like uh, from Australia. They must be wrestling. Again. 
And then I look again and it's fucking Rhea. Rhea's got her hood up and she's talking to one of the crew guys from, from NXT and WWE. And I walked up to her and I was like, fuck. I'm like, cause I met her at my gym before here. And I'm like, congratulations. I said, I bet you're just on a fucking high. She's like, I was on a high until the minute I got on my car here. She's like, I can't wait to get on the, in the plane and sleep. She's like, I can't wait. And then Nikki Cross was with her. She was flying back. And then uh, Elias was on the plane flying back. Almost as big ass was on the plane flying back. <laughs> but I know all these people now. So it was like, again, it was like such a cool story. And like, Rhea was on that show Monday Night Raw. She must have just left as soon as it was over because I was worried about missing my flight. But it was just so cool that I got to kind of share just that little moments with them that wasn't really, you know, wrestling in the ring type of moments. Like that real cool Raw moment of just being like, she's like a wreck. She just won the biggest title ever on the biggest stage headlining. And she's just there, hood up, chatting away and like couldn't wait to get on the plane and sleep. I just thought that was a cool moment. Absolutely. Most yeah, you're my coolest. Yeah. Mark, thank you. Know, you my last swag for you. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? Oh. Oh, oh nice. Sign. Sign. Cody awesome. Rhodes, right there. The man who should be WWE champion. And then I, I had to buy one of these things. Did you guys get one of these things? I was the only one that was at I'm me. Sorry, share Delaware. Yeah, share yeah, share Delaware. Delaware. I got it. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing this after I kick Cardona's ass on May 7th. I should bring this. Uh, Mark, I'm thank you. I'm looking forward to it, though. Uh, hopefully, the ribs will be good. <laughs> hopefully. We hope so. We hope so. It is, it is May 7th. It is the godfather of the challenge, Mark Long, against Matt Cardona at BRCW. Mark, let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, you can find me anywhere at, at the Mark Long, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff. And yeah, uh, let me know when this gets posted or tag me. I'll share it with everyone. Let's make sure all the guys share it as well. Oh, you gave me a lot of material for articles and headlines and whatnot. So <laughs> they make them juicy, Jeremy. You're always the juicy Let's... headline guy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you Mark, again for joining us. We really appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in on the special episode of FMC. We'll be back on Tuesday. We'll talk to everybody. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.